the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by Winbet. Bet $100 at Winbet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. I am here in Newcastle upon Tyne on the northeast coast of England. Today is Monday, uh, September the 19th, and we are here to handicap the MLB action on Tuesday, September the 20th. Um, it's a three-man ride tonight. Uh, and first up, after apparently a decent fantasy football weekend, uh, 160s all over the place for Moonaf the Machine. Do we expect anything else, Moonaf? How are you doing? <laughs> no, not much else. Uh, doing well. Good to be back uh, covering some baseball. Um, trying to keep an eye on it. I know we were talking early uh, this morning with the myself, yourself, uh, Noah, and Dylan. Now it's kind of starting to get a little bit of a drag, but there's still some there's still some races left uh, left to be decided. So um, uh, you know we're gonna have to keep an eye on it like we always do, and just ready to grind some more baseball out as we kind of wind down the season about. 15 to 16 games left for each team. So um, I think we're all ready for the postseason. And our third wheel tonight, we've had to put him in an uh, asbestos room because apparently he's quite hot, needs cooling down. Uh, Noah Benick, you've been doing okay, haven't you? Yeah, I've been doing all right. I was uh, 6-0 and against the spread for college football. And then the little video series that I've done with that, it was like a parlay too. So that was 14 units. And then I tailed Kramer's Justin Fields first touchdown. So that was nice. another, uh, I don't know, what was it? It was plus 1,700. So, um, and then, yeah, dude, MLB, I was pretty hot too. So honestly, doing pretty well. Um, ready to keep rolling for the last two weeks of the MLB regular season here. Um, and, yeah, just interesting little twist that we have for the end of the regular season, Malcolm, right? Yeah, a couple of points of housekeeping, actually. We realised that with football starting, um, A, we've all been a lot busier. Uh, well, I say we, Moon off. I've still got nothing to do. Um, but I know Moon off. <laughs> but also the listeners have got uh, a lot more stuff on the consume as well. Um, so from now till the end of the season, we're going to try and concentrate on the main games, uh, for example, I think there's eight games, nine games tomorrow with playoff implications. Uh, so we're going to try and concentrate on on the bigger games rather than give a, um, a full handicap out. Uh, although there are going to be um, spots that we will like in some of the bum fights as well. We've talked in the past that um, when we get a rookie pitcher coming up, there's games that we like. So if we do, if there's something that catches our eye, we're not going to let that go either. So yeah, just be a little little bit of a different format. Um, there's a flying animal in my house which keeps whizzing past my eyes. So if you see me flailing around with this slipper in the next 40 minutes or so, it's because I'm going to get it. Um, so don't be alarmed. I haven't gone insane. Um, I'm just trying to get the flying animal with my slipper. It's yeah, currently yeah. down by my right foot. It's massive. It keeps coming. It's got like <laughs> winking at me and waving. And it's like it's wearing... It's wearing boots. We're, um, not, we're not sweating out an MLB bet or a golfer in the final round of a tournament. We're sweating out. Will Malcolm <laughs> knock over his camera with the slipper? Get on YouTube and watch it live. <laughs> attempting to get the flying animal. Uh, and finally, uh, Captain Cena was already in the chat. Aye, aye, Captain. Um, I duffed him up in the uh, fantasy baseball semifinals last week. However, um, he did enjoy me getting turfed out of the uh, football guillotine league. So it's kind of, it finished one all. It was a one all draw, uh, Captain. I got one over on you. But uh, my penance was that I think he posted a little picture of a, a sailboat with all the Union Jack sails just sinking it down into the water. That was a nice touch. Uh, so, yeah, me and the Queen have both um, gone for a Burton uh, today. Um, Jesus. Too soon. Don't get away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so time for a, a period of national mourning because I am out of the guillotine league uh, right okay so we've got to start tomorrow with 
Um, I'll tell you what we're going to start with, in fact. Uh, we're going to start by telling you where we're dragging our lines up from, among some other bits and bobs, which is WinBet. Uh, the perfect time to get across to WinBet. New customers who bet $100 will get $100. The WinBet Casino will open 24 hours a day. You'll get a 100% deposit bonus up to $1,000. Um, loads to choose from. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today offer subject to change T's and C's at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough winbet is available if you or someone you know has a gambling problem called 1-800-522-4700 Fubo TV is another top sponsor here as well uh, for all you football watchers you'll get complete coverage of college and pro football NFL Red Zone uh, all in 4K, no extra charge. Hundreds of channels, live sports, entertainment. You can try Fubo TV free for seven days. Get 15% off your first month. Go to fubotv.com slash SGP. That's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SGP. And finally, before we crack on, Odds Trader, a great tool for all you DJs out there. Um, it will compare odds from all your major sports books. It'll also give you the best sign-up codes and promos so you're getting the best value for your money. Uh, and once you've done all that, you'll get things like player stats, key game stats, injury reports, projected game day weather. Um, you'll get live scores as well. Um, and the bet tracker, which is really handy to have around so you know whether you're coming or going. Uh, the place to get all of that is at oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Oddstrader is the number one site for all of your game day bets. So we will start tomorrow with... I think I've kind of done this chronologically. Uh, I've already missed the Mets out of that once today. Uh, we'll start with 6.40 Eastern first pitch, which is going to be the Houston Astros at the Tampa Bay Rays. Probably the pitching matchup of the day here, actually. Uh, game of the day, I reckon. Um, Christian Javier is pitching for the Houston Astros. And the lefty Shane McClanahan will take the hill for Tampa Bay. Uh, I have lines of, give me a second, Houston Astros are a dog here at plus 123. The Tampa Bay Rays are minus 145. Total here is set at seven. Um, so the books have it tight, as you would expect. Um, Christian Javier, nine and nine on the season. Uh, 287 ERA. He's pitched 131 and two thirds with 173 strikeouts. McClanahan, 12 and five on the year, 213 ERA. 152 and one-third with 187 Ks. So we start with Christian Javier then. Um, recent form has been really good. Two and one in his last five starts with the 249 ERA. Uh, generally on the road, he's been okay. Not as good as at home, but 334 on the road is more than serviceable. Um, he's only given up three earned runs uh, once in his last eight starts. So generally speaking, is good for two or fewer. Um, these two sides haven't faced each other, actually, all season, Houston and Tampa Bay, so we've got nothing to go on there. Um, Houston have been going along really well offensively, a lot better, actually. They were, they were a team that we liked riding the unders on for large parts of the season. They've scored minimum five runs in eight of their last nine starts. Um, so the bats have been picking up as good. Not quite as good on the road in general, Houston, but no great shakes in between. Uh, Shane McClanahan, two and one on the season, two thirty. Uh, sorry, two and one in his last five starts, two thirty-seven ERA. Had a little break um, since the twenty-fourth of August. Came back last time out last week with a scoreless effort um, in five innings against Toronto. He's got a 2.23 home ERA as well, which is excellent. Now, the Tampa Bay Rays on offense, that game against Toronto, the McClanahan pitch, they won 11 to nothing, scored 11 runs. Uh, before that, the, the 10 games before that, they've averaged 3.4 runs. They're not scoring a lot of runs, Tampa. Um, there's nothing really much between these two sides. I just preferred, I don't, I, I can't really split the two pitches, the two starting pitches. Um, I prefer how Houston's offense is looking at the moment. Certainly recently, that those numbers of Houston scoring five plus and Tampa scoring kind of three and a half. I don't see why that would change when both pitchers are going to give you solid outings. Um, I came down on the side of the Houston Astros here on the money line. At a plus price as well, plus 123. Uh, Moon, for your Houston Astros. How do you feel about the hometown team tomorrow? 
Yeah, a couple things to keep in mind here for uh, the Houston Astros. Uh, number one, that if the, I think if the Mariners lose on Monday afternoon, uh, the Astros will have clinched the AL West uh, division. Um, and but if the Astros go out and win on Monday, uh, they will also have clinched. So they need one of two scenarios to happen on Monday: either they win the game, um, or Mariners lose. So. Kind of judging off of that, this might be a flat spot for the Astros if they do end up clinching uh, the division. Uh, I'm sure they're going to be, you know, celebrating in the Rays locker room and the visitor locker room. Hey, we clinched the division. Uh, and I think the next game they may just come out a little bit flat. Um, so I think that's one thing to keep in mind. And we saw that happen with the uh, Dodgers. Uh, they clinched the division against the Diamondbacks the next game. I think they lost it. Uh, straight up, I think, an extra inning. So keep that in mind for sure. But you're right, Malcolm. There's nothing really that can differentiate these two pitchers. I think the one thing that if you do want to give advantage to to the Astros, it's going to be that over the last two weeks against left-handed pitching, WRC plus, the Astros are number six. Team batting average of 302. But also you have to keep in mind that you are going up against Shane McClanahan, one of the best pitchers, if not the best pitcher for the uh, Tampa Bay Rays as far as this season goes. So um, I, anything, I would go under the number here. Uh, Christian Javier, he's he's a great pitcher as well for the uh, Houston Astros. So I think my direction will be going under the total in this game. I never actually picked up on that um, angle at all, Moon, about Houston having clinched the playoffs. That's it completely eluded me. So, yeah, that's a really good sport. And it, it's knocked a bit of a dent in my confidence here picking Houston. But we'll have to see what pans out there. Uh, Noah, how do you feel about this? Yeah, great points made by Munaf, and honestly, it might explain some of the line movement. I mean, you look at our YouTube channel, we have like our ticker going all the time. This was the no doubt game of the day. So if you're expecting a line to be tight, it would be this one. There's been crazy action on this line, and uh, it opened. The Astros were favored. 72% of the handle has come in on the Rays here. Um, they opened as a plus... 105 dog and now they're all the way up to minus 140 in some spots so a lot of people early loved the rays and that's why you're seeing the astros coming as a dog now um for me i still think there's some value here on the astros they have the best bullpen in the mlb by far it's not even really close with a 275 era and then tampa bay they're top 10 as well with a 326 era i think if you're looking for like the explanation of a flat spot from a team. It's definitely going to be early and 100% you can see it against McClanahan. But if they can keep this raise offense, that's not really potent, low scoring, a team like the Astros could jump on a bullpen in the back half of the game. Okay, thanks, Noah. Um, so, Astros money line to sum it up. Astros. So we've got a couple for Astros and Moonaf's thrown a little, bit of, uh, a little bit of shade on it with some... Excellently valid points, as always. Uh, Gabe's joined us in the chat. Uh, Gabe, good evening. Thanks for joining us. A uh, long-time listener, first time he's caught us live. Um, so, yeah, we do appreciate that. It's good to have everybody uh, joining in on YouTube, Twitter, or wherever you are catching us. Uh, next game up is 6.45 Eastern between the Toronto Blue Jays and the Philadelphia Phillies. There's Ross Stripling for Toronto, and Kyle Gibson is on the bump for the Phillies, the Lions are another tight one. This is what we're here for. Toronto, minus 119. Philadelphia are even money, plus 100. Toll here is set at nine. Uh, Moonaf, take it away. Toronto at Philly. Yeah, Ross Stripling has been uh, maybe their second best pitcher this season. Uh, I think that's up for argument, but I, he's been solid. Eight and four with a 2.94 ERA. 102 strikeouts on the season, 20 walks for Ross Stripling. Uh, over his last five games, he's 3-1 and one with a 2.97 ERA. Uh, he did face the Phillies earlier this season where he threw seven shutout innings. Uh, didn't allow any earned runs, but I did say he did give up two unearned runs. Um, only allowed two hits to the Phillies in that game. Um, and on the road this season, 5-1 and one with a 3.21 ERA uh, for the Blue Jays. Kyle Gibson takes the mound for the Philadelphia Phillies, 10-6 and six with a 4.45 ERA. Uh, at home this season, he's 7-3 and three with a 3.90 ERA. Did get in a little bit of trouble against the Giants um, and the Marlins in a two out of his last three starts, but he did bounce back nicely against the Marlins in his last start. The Phillies have lost three out of his, la uh, three, three out of his last five starts. Um, I want to trust Stripling here. I think I kind of like the Blue Jays in the first five innings money line here. I'm going to take the bullpen out of it. 
I think the Blue Jays, uh, both of these teams are, you know, in that wild card hunt. Uh, I believe the Blue Jays are leading it in the American League. Um, and the Phillies are right there in the National League as well. So it's going to be a big game for both of these teams, obviously. But I do like what, I, uh, what I've seen from Stripling all season long. That 5-1 and one record on the road so far this season hasn't been bad at all. Um, and again, that success that he did have against the Phillies earlier, earlier this season, like I mentioned, is something that I really do like from Ross Stripling. So um, I think, again, in these games here that we're talking about, the ones that are you know going to be... I think a playoff atmosphere because these teams are contending for those playoff spots. Uh, I, I, I'm going to go with the Phillies first five inning money line. Uh, and I also do like the under in this game as well. I thought nine was a little bit rich for me in this game. So uh, Phillies, uh, sorry, Blue Jays first five innings money line and full game under Malcolm. Yeah, I thought you'd said Phillies the first time round, yeah, but it was the Blue Jays that you yeah, were Jays, oh, Sorry, uh, That's all right. Uh, Noah, um, how, how's this one going? So for me, I'm honestly... I'm I'm right there with Moonoff and I I don't really feel strapped into the first five. I kind of like it full game as well. Uh, you look at the bullpen. I I just think that Toronto has a little bit more consistent. There are a couple of bad apples in that bullpen, um, but I mean when you look at Philly's bullpen, they're really I I don't know what you're going to get on an every given day basis. Phillies, they're one and four in their last five, but at home they seem like a complete different team. They're eleven and two in their last thirteen games. But I mean, this Toronto team has been rolling this month in September. They're thirteen and five in their last eighteen. Again, really tight one. I feel like uh, here in the playoff stretch, it might be nice to look at some of these percentages. We got more people on uh, Toronto's money line at sixty-two percent than Phillies. I, I still like Toronto here. I'm going with Stripling, who's been better, uh, in my opinion, than Gibson all year. Malcolm. Yeah, uh, Captain Insano's throwing out a walk prop there on um, on Kyle Gibson over over half a walk, if you can find it, giving up a walk in at least 20 of the 28 games. I handicapped these games early this afternoon for me when there was no lines out. Um, and what I wanted here was runs. Um, I was really hoping for maybe an eight and a half uh, it's actually come down at nine, um, which again just sort of tempers the pick a little bit. Stripling has been good, as Moonaf says, but he's good for two or three runs, though. He's he's relatively steady for two or three runs, uh, pretty much every start. And Gibson's been unreliable. I think two of his last five, he's given up, he's given up handfuls of runs. So I think the two starters could go could combine here for five or six. And then we get into those pens. The Blue Jays pen is a little bit better, so I would lean them with the game. Uh, but I think we can get to this total. Um, it, nine in a push is, looks like what it could be. It could be one of those. Uh, but if we can find it eight and a half somewhere, even if there's a little bit of money uh, for that, then I, I fancied runs when I first written that down. The nine doesn't put me off completely. Uh, it's not as much uh, fun as the eight and a half. But I think there's going to be runs in this one tomorrow. Uh, so yeah. that'll be this. Yeah, go ahead. Um, and his last three starts, I mean, his last start, he was at Miami, and it's Miami. Um, he had seven yeah. strikeouts, only one run. But the start before that, he played at, or pitched against Miami at home. He gave up four runs in five innings with a 720 ERA. And then the start prior to that, he only went 2.2, gave up seven to the Giants. So, uh, yeah, he has been touched up a little bit in his last three starts here for Gibson. Yeah. Definitely, it's a, it's a consistency and and it, like I say, a reliability issue. You can't rely on him at all. So you no. certainly couldn't take the under, and I don't think you take Philly, which leads you to the two picks that we've given, which is either the Blue Jays or uh, the over, whichever way you want to skin that particular cat. Um, no house advantage, um, a new sponsor yeah, on the MLB Gambling Podcast, changing the game by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. You can play pick'em contests versus other people and you can win uh, over $250,000 in cash. Uh, download the app, choose a contest, pick your player props. You can win big money every day, uh, win 20 times your entry versus the house, about one of the five players. Um over or under props or individual player matchups, NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, or NASCAR. So check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined. Sign up now with the promo code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app to get a first deposit match up to 25 bucks. And promoguide.us, uh, the best place to go if you're interested in plus EV betting strategies. 
Uh, they have daily updates, odds boosts, and huge cash bonuses. They'll tell you where to find all of those things. Uh, so if you're looking for info on daily promos, uh, promoguide.us uh, will tell you what team is probable to win, but where you'll get the best odds and how to track down and cash in on these constantly changing promotions. That is a bit of a minefield. Uh, so go to promoguide.us, check out their 100% track, transparent and proven method for betting smarter. Check out promoguide.us and also Sleeper. Um, Sleeper, you'll have your fantasy league on there. I'm sure you've already got the app and we've told you about the overall under game where you can win uh, two times to 20 times your money by taking your player props. Um, this is the first game that is integrated into your fantasy experience. So if you've, whichever player you've got on your team, if you fancy him uh, over receptions or over rushing yards, etc., you can just click on his name uh, and you can play the player props there and make some real live cash. Uh, sleeper.com slash SGP. It's the place to get a $100 first deposit match. Uh, sleeper.com slash SGP. T's and C's apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Uh, next up is, I think this is a no lines on this one at the minute. We've got a TBD pitcher for the Pittsburgh Pirates who go to the New York Yankees for a 7.05 Eastern first pitch. Um, like I say, nothing for Pittsburgh. Nesta Cortez, the lefty, um, will go for the New York Yankees. As a result, we have no lines on this. I'll throw this across to Noah because it's his team, Pittsburgh, and I think you've got a, possibly a bead on the Pittsburgh pitcher and you can give us your handicap from there, Noah. Yeah, I feel like Pittsburgh's kind of done this to us the whole second half where they're either going with like a six-man rotation, but the issue today is JT Brubaker landed on the IL, so ah, okay. no, no guy there, but they're coming off a, di- uh, a day off. So, you know, me predicting these Pirates pitchers, I've been about 80%, which is about <laughs> my dart game. So, like, throwing a dart at the dartboard, I'm usually hitting the 20 or the 1 or the 5. Basically, so I like to think of uh, my predictions as that for the Pirates pitchers. I think Zach Thompson gets the start here for Pittsburgh, just because the day off. I, I this is his normal uh, day to start. JT Brubaker would have been on Monday, but anyways, the Pirates they've lost four games in a row here to the Mets, um, and they're coming in. They're not. Their games aren't going to get any easier here with the Yankees, who are five and two in their last seven. And uh, Thompson, he's three and ten with a five ten ERA, eighty two strikeouts, forty four walks, and one hundred fourteen point one innings pitched. He has a road ERA of four fifty, so he's a half run better on the road. But I don't think he's going to go very deep into this game. A lot of his starts lately have been like three or four innings. Weirdly, he has twenty point two innings pitched in his last five starts. So. Uh, that's something to keep in mind here. As Nestor Cortez Jr. gets his third start off the IL, he's 10 and 4, 270 ERA, 142 strikeouts, 32 walks, and 140 innings pitched. In two starts off the IL, Cortez has done all right. He's faced the Red Sox and the Twins. He's totaled nine innings, nine strikeouts, two walks, five hits, three earned runs. This is my thing here, though. The Pirates, they're 4 and 2 against the Yankees in their last six games, and Pittsburgh, they've been kind of good against really good teams in the MLB lately. Uh, they've beaten really good teams often. And I, I, I want to, I want to take them. I just can't take them here. They struggle against left-handed pitching and that Yankees bullpen is legit. My pick, my pick's going to be the Yankees, but I'm not going to bet this. Okay. Uh, Moon, I've difficult to handicap without the Pittsburgh uh, pitcher, but what was your feeling on this? Yeah. It's just that last sentence, what Noah just said there, right? Pittsburgh has struggled against left-handed pitching over the last two weeks, WRC plus uh, Pittsburgh, number 24 team batting average at 211, which ranks uh, number 22. Um, And then we're also looking at uh, slugging percentage for the Pittsburgh pirates, number 19 uh, over the last two weeks against left-handed pitching. So um, yeah, I think that the only way I could probably look is for the New York Yankees here. Obviously it's going to be a huge price, going up against one of the worst teams in the National League, but uh, you probably just want to take the run line here. And look, the Yankees are still fighting to clinch the division, the ALE, so these are meaningful games for them, and they have to take care of business against some of the lesser opponents of the MLB. Yeah, I I couldn't see a difference between this series and the Mets series, really. Pittsburgh with nothing to play for in New York against a better team with things to play for. Um, the, The similarities are pretty stark. Um, 
The so Mets, yes. I think the interesting topic here is like high plus one nineties judge home run. Yeah, he's going for sixty two, right? <laughs> yeah, he's he's three away. He's at fifty nine. Yeah. Are we? I think he'll get it. I feel like that's got to be a conversation topic every time we talk about the Yankees now. And I mean, he yeah. is he is within striking distance of a triple crown. Believe it or not, we haven't seen it since Miguel Cabrera in 2013, 2014. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's just look. He's going to look really good in the Red Sox uniform next year. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we the Tigers, they just hired Scott Harris, and he was rumored to maybe be going to San Francisco. Harris, the Giants, GM, Detroit. We've got all the money in the world right now. Our roster sucks. We're not really paying much other than Cabra, uh, Cabrera and Baez. We got money. We, we could pay Judge, right? Stop it. You could just pay Javi. Please. I don't. I don't want Javi. Get out of here. He's going to be playing second base next year. He's leading the league with twenty six errors. It's terrible. Um, I think Judge will just go straight across the park to uh, to City Field. Won't he play for the Mets? No. <laughs> oh God. I I don't know. I think I'm joking. I think he's going to be Yankee for life. Yeah, maybe. Uh, um, what are we talking about? This Yankees game. <laughs> we're going, yeah, they, yeah, we're doing the Yankees game. We're just Yankees feed the Mets. So. Yeah, look, very similar to this Pittsburgh at the Mets series. Three of the four games. I mean, it's not an original pick at all, but uh, at certain points, you've just got to go chalk. Three of those four games uh, would have been run-line defeats for Pittsburgh. Um, they lost by four, four and six. They lost all four games, managed to keep one within one run, um, but lost by four, four and six. And really, I, can't, I don't know why this would change this week. Uh, like I say, it's a very similar jigsaw puzzle. And um, if it's not, broke and don't fix it so uh, New York Yankees run line going to be prohibitive I think um, but yeah apart from that or you could go up the ladder like you say give them two and a half three and a half runs something like that uh, judging on the, the defeats that they suffered last week um, against the New York Mets okay next we have the ooh, the Washington Nationals at the Atlanta Braves oh hang on ah, I forgot the Mets didn't I well, hey uh I'm going to go to the top. I'm going to you take on the... You said you weren't going to do it at the top of the podcast. You did. Yeah, I know. You almost did. Yeah, all right. Just uh, stop put, trying to put the heat on me because you've not <laughs> muted yourself yet once today. It's a 740 <laughs> yeah, Eastern first pitch. On my ass. Yeah, they're waiting for you, mate. It's <laughs> like, it's like well, if you don't do it, the people are going to be disappointed before we yeah, finish. they will be. Um, Carlos Carrasco for the New York Mets. Uh, another TBD, unfortunately, for the Milwaukee Brewers. I've got nobody. I don't know if you boys um, have anyone f- going for the Brew Crew tomorrow. Uh, no lines um, as a result of that one. Um, I can handicap Carrasco for you, give you a little bit of info, but that'll be about as good as it gets. Uh, 15 and 6 on the season, 370 ERA, 141 innings, 143 strikeouts. Um, 3 and 2 in his last five, 309 ERA. Um, is last two starts, um, both be just similar, r- relatively solid, two earned runs over six innings, which what I noticed when I went through Carrasco's game log is he's just had a really easy run of games. Um, those last two were Pittsburgh and Miami. Um, but just off the top of my head, it was Pittsburgh, Miami, uh, Cincinnati. It was just rolled a dross like um, he's really had a, a, a nice run of games. Uh, generally on the season, 442. Road ERA hasn't faced the Brewers so far this season, but he has struggled against the better teams. Uh, it's worth going and have a look at Carrasco's game log because every time, uh, the few times he gets put up against an above for average opposition, uh, they tend to get to him. Um, so the his last eight starts have uh, the the lowest total in those starts has been eight. So I think you could have played, you could have easily played unders uh, in Carlo Carrasco's last starts. Um, the Mets are ever so slightly better on the road in terms of batting in all categories, really. Um, so, yeah, this was a dodgy one. I didn't really fancy Carrasco in this spot. Um, I, Like I say, I handicapped it before the lines came out. And once I'd handicapped Carrasco, I was then looking for an angle in on Milwaukee. But without a pitcher, I didn't get to have that angle in. So when I say who the pitcher is, um, I wouldn't rule out picking the Braves in this book because I'm not hugely keen. Uh, on Carrasco it's but like I say just the better teams tend to have got to him uh, the Brewers aren't really a high octane but they are better than than Pittsburgh Miami Cincinnati a lot of the teams that Carrasco's had um, had success again so yeah I'd be leaning the Brewers depending on who we see go on the hill Munaf 
I'm seeing Brent's uh, Sutter is going to start. Okay. Uh, I've got Aaron Ashby, so it's really. Okay. Oh, yeah. Well, Aaron Ashby's <laughs> as wild as the West <laughs> oh, Texas God. wind, isn't he? Like, and. Uh, and Brent Suter, I thought well, that'd be bullpen day, maybe three innings out of Brent Suter, long relief guy, isn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah. Left. But yeah, but Both either way, I might. So I think if you get a nice price on, if you can get a nice price, maybe a plus one twenty on the Brewers tomorrow, uh, that would be my sprinkle, Muna. Uh, sorry to break your heart here, uh, Malcolm, but Suarez just gave up a grand slam. No, he didn't, did he? Shit. Oh, 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 we didn't talk about the fantasy situation that Malcolm's... Oh. Man, Moon, you said you're sorry to break my heart. You don't look very sorry. You look delighted to break my heart is what you look. I'm not I'm not very happy because I have the under in the game, so they just made it 5 nothing. so... Oh, uh, I, I just had a feeling that was going to happen because it was a 3-1 count, too. I was like, he's going to leave one right down the middle. and Well, not down the middle, but he left... Oh, anyways. Oh, oh, yeah. I've just, just as you've said that, his ERA has oh, jumped from 1.5 to 9.64. Yeah. All right, what it. are we talking about? <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, for the Brewers, again, we don't know who the pitcher is going to be. So, not much for me here. But uh, like you mentioned, this is, again, another game where it's going to be. At least Carrasco has struggled on the road, right? Six and four with a 4.42 ERA. Um, they've won two straight starts, but that's been against the Marlins and the Pirates. And, you know, like you said, when he does go up against some of the better teams, it is uh, a struggle for Carlos Carrasco. But again, without knowing who's starting for the Brewers, I really can't get, I'm not comfortable giving out any picks here. Yeah. Um, Noah. I'm actually quite comfortable in the Brewers here. I mean, we found out that it's either going to be Suter or Ashby going. Both of them are lefties, both of them short relief starters, and they go into that great bullpen, top five in the MLB. This is a spot, you know, the Mets, they actually are quite worse against left-handed pitching than right-handed pitching this year. And we figured out that both of these starters are going to be lefties. I, I think this is a nice spot for the Brewers to pull off the upset at home with Carrasco, who's been quite struggling on the road, I, I guess, to say the least. And like Malcolm said, when he faces good opponents, he kind of seems to crack a little bit. So I think if we see this... Oh, and I just pulled up. I was pulling up more stats in the series. The Mets are five and thirteen in their last eighteen games against the Brewers. So Yikes. this is this is one where I feel like once the price drops, once I once I hawk that, I, I I'm gonna have a little bit on the Brewers. This isn't one that I'm like very confident in, but I feel like we've picked this game apart pretty well. Yeah, excellent. I'm pleased you boys uh, have come down on the same side as me. Doing something right. Uh, 7.20 Eastern first pitch. The Washington Nationals at the Atlanta Braves. Uh, Patrick Corbin, left-handed pitcher for the Washington Nationals. Charlie Morton goes for Atlanta. And, and we'll chuck this across to Munaf. What have you got? Yeah, Patrick Corbin has, I mean, his last five starts have been absolutely fantastic, right? He's two and two with a 2.90 ERA. He did struggle against the Phillies where he did allow 12 hits and six and two thirds. But other than that, on his previous five, uh, five total starts, he's been really good for the uh, Washington Nationals. But the area that he does get into trouble this season is against the Atlanta Braves. 0-3 this season with a 9.88 ERA against the Atlanta Braves. Um I know in two out of three starts this season against the Braves, the Braves have covered their run line rather easily. They won the first game against Patrick Corbin, 16-4. to The second game, they only won by one run, uh, by 4-3. to And then uh, July 15th, the Braves won that game 8-4 to against Patrick Corbin. Looking at how they've done against left-handed pitching over the last two weeks, the Atlanta Braves, uh, they are struggling. They're all the way down to number 25 in WRC Plus here, but... Patrick Corbin on the season, uh, on the road so far, he is, uh, let's see here, uh, 2-11 and 11 with a 7.83 ERA. And against NL East teams in his division, 1-10 with a 6.53 ERA. Um, he is going up against uh, Charlie Morton, like you mentioned. Uh, Charlie Morton has been, he's been one of those pitchers that, has a good start, and then he comes back with a bad start. And his last five games, he's 2-1 and one with a 4.76 ERA. 
three of his last four starts, he's allowed at least four earned runs to the opposition. It's been the Giants on the road. It's been the Mariners on the road and also been the, uh, the Cardinals on the road. So the one difference for me here has been that at home this season, Charlie Morton has been a lot better where he's 5-1 and one with a 2.96 ERA. Did face the Nationals earlier this year where he went seven innings, only allowed two earned runs in that game and did have seven strikeouts. Uh, against his Nationals team. I want to see what the final score in that game was. Uh, this was back on July 8th, where the Braves also won that game 12-2 against the Nationals. So I think there's a couple ways you can attack this. Obviously, you're not going to lay that minus 300 price with the Atlanta Braves. So you could probably take the run line here, uh, or I would take a look at their team totals, first five innings team totals to go over, and full game to go over for the Atlanta Braves. Uh, Noah? Yeah, this is one that, like, I feel like the handicap's pretty simple. The Braves rake against left-handed pitching, third-best OPS this season with a 784, and Corbin's been rough. But in his last four starts, they've actually been, like, his best stretch of starts in this season so far. So it's like, trust the numbers. The run line's the easy play. Uh, really, I don't think there's another play other than that, but I'm, I don't know if I'm comfortable putting my money on or against Corbin right now since Malcolm magically fixed him by fading him. So I think that's what I'm go, going with here. It's Braves run line, but I'm not putting any confidence behind it. Um, well, I'm going to uh, I'm going to do the reverse fix here by taking him tomorrow. Um, okay. I don't actually think I gave the lines out when I when I uh, announced this game. Uh, the Nationals are plus two sixty two. Uh, Atlanta minus three thirty-two. Uh, totally a set at eight and a half. Yeah, I've got, th- I've got Washington first five down here. Um, I'm not sure they're, they're going to be able to sustain it, but I'm going to give Corbin a chance. Um, four of his last five starts have been really, really good. Uh, Washington generally have been a little bit better um, in the last month or so than they had been before that. And I just think Charlie Morton's a little bit vulnerable. I know Moonaf points out he has been better at home. Uh, than he has been on the road. But yeah, I could see maybe uh, Washington squeaking a 2-1 lead out here after five uh, before Atlanta will sort of chase them down the stretch and maybe get their noses in front of the line. But yeah, give me, uh, at a a fancy price, um, round about plus 250, give me Washington first five. Yes. To back back you here, 94% of the money for the run line, obviously on the Braves here, but there is quite a bit of people on the Nationals here. 49% 49% with that huge price. So I feel like a lot of people got in early on this and they like this as well. I would expect yeah, that Braves money line number to be way higher. There's a lot of us uh, shrewdies about, Noah. Uh, <laughs> a lot about. 8-10 Eastern first pitch, Minnesota Twins at the Kansas City Royals. Dylan Bundy for Minnesota and Zach Grenke for the Royals. We have lines of Minnesota minus 139. KC plus 117. Total area set at eight and a half. Noah, this is all you. Yeah, so I, I think Minnesota, they're just gutted right now. They yeah. played Cleveland eight times in their last 11 games, and the Twinkies have lost seven of those eight games. Kansas City is struggling right now as well. They're one in five in the last six games. The good news for the Royals, though, is that Zach Granke is pitching at Kauffman Stadium on Tuesday. At home, he has a 199 ERA, and I think Kansas City will win this game because Dylan Bundy is terrible on the road. 535 ERA. Guys, it's that simple. That's the handicap. We're, we got like two of our symbolized pitchers for pitching at home and pitching on the road. These are two of our favorite trends. We're watching the Tweakies crash and burn. I like the Royals' money line. Yeah, uh, Dupree maybe in the uh, in the chat is given the exact handicap. This is sometimes it's really really easy. <laughs> Grinky at home, Bundy on the road. Bosch next. Uh, Moonaf. Anything else to add? <laughs> He's just shaking his <laughs> <No>. head. <laughs> Moonaf, this is an audio production. If you could say some words to go with that. Uh, he nailed it. I mean, look, Grinky <laughs> at home, 1.93 ERA, uh, has faced the Twins tw- uh, Sorry, four times this season. Despite being 0-4, three out of those four starts against the Royals were at home. Sorry, on the road. And the one start he did have at Coffin Stadium, like uh, Noah mentioned there, against the Twins, it did result in a one nothing loss for the Royals. But in that game, um, Zach Grinke went five innings and only allowed one earned run. And the they, um, Royals weren't able to provide any run support for Zach Grinke. So 
Noah nailed it that this is probably a very, very flat spot for Minnesota. They just lost four out of five, I believe, to the Guardians. Yep. Now you have to travel to Kansas City. Where they got absolutely ass kicked in that fifth game, too. Yeah, you're absolutely gutted. And now Zach Grinke at home. We've talked about it a lot. Zach Grinke at home giving the money line here for the Royals as well. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, plus, I saw plus 120 earlier on, plus 117 now. Um, but yeah, it looks like an outstanding road. And you're right, Minnesota just look, they look beat. Um, I watched their game tonight. Obviously, I had a I had a dog in the fight. I was hoping Sonny Gray got lit up and he did. Um, but they just look defeated. They've, they've hugely missed Jorge Polanco. Uh, there's no um, prospect of him coming back. I think he had a setback last week um, in his rehab assignment. Um hasn't come through. So yeah, they, they've missed him and they just look a, they look a beaten team at the moment. So yeah, that should be that. Uh, next up Minnesota's is a excited about their football team right now. Let them have that. Yeah, that must be it. Uh, eight ten Eastern first pitch is the Cleveland Guardians and the Chicago White Sox. Um, Aaron Savali for Cleveland um, and for the Chicago White Sox. I've got Dylan Cease going. Uh, officially TBD. No, as... Uh, Moonaf's nodding his head. Um, so I think the same. But I don't see any prices for this one. Um, uh, this was a... No, there's nothing up. Maybe I think... Well, I do, in fact, I've got no idea why. Uh, but anyway, yeah, so no prices. But I enjoyed handicapping the, uh, this game today. It's, it's a good one. Savali 2 and 6, 540 or a 75 in and 75 strikeouts. Dylan sees 14 and 7. 216 or a 167 innings and 214 strikeouts. Um, Aaron Savale going okay. 327 in his last five. Um, 338 ERA in eight games started against AL Central opposition. So, yeah, slightly better than average. Um, very steady. He's only played the Chicago White Sox once this season. He actually got hurt in that game. Came out after one inning. Uh, so, we can put a line through that one. Um, the Cleveland Guardians, despite they've got a Road record, which is under 500, they actually hit better on the road. The 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 batting average as a team is six spots better, and remarkably, they've hit 29 more home runs on the road than they have at home, which is quite a. It's a good stat, but it's not an incredible. I've got my incredible Cleveland stat today, which is uh, the Cleveland Guardians have five players with 15 or more stolen bases. That's the first time that's happened since 1919. What do you think of that? Good stat. Excellent. Excellent. Moonaf. Moonaf can't smile wide enough at that stat. Absolutely delighted, aren't you, Moonaf? There, look at him. He's beaming. He is like a Cheshire cat. Dylan sees 243 in his last five, 255. It's home. Um, 121 um, against AL Central opposition. Just ticking boxes everywhere you go, yeah? Um, three games started against the Guardian so far this season. Um, he's two and one with a 2.12 ERA. And the Cleveland, the Chicago White Sox run scoring is really inconsistent. It's either feast or famine with them. Um, I think tomorrow could be more of a feast uh, for me. I give the edge here to the Chicago White Sox. Obviously, they've got Dylan Cease on the mind. I think this could be quite low scoring. Obviously, no tools. Um, possibly an under eight would do me. I've got the White Sox winning this by something like five to two. It's going to be a White Sox run line um, and maybe an under uh, to go with, but without any lines, I can't give you much more, but that would be my lean, Muna. Yeah, I mean, you nailed it. Uh, Dylan Cease has been pretty good, not only at home, but against the Guardians this season. Two and one with a 2.12 ERA. Yeah, he's won uh, two straight starts against him. These are both dating back to July. Uh, they covered, I believe, the run line in both of those games. Uh, yeah, 7 nothing victory and then a 6-3 victory for the White Sox. And look, if the Guardians, sorry, if the White Sox are going to want to make this a, a a division race this is a series you know i think we're going to be talking about this all week long um you know we have we have futures on the white Sox to win this division they know this um and this is a series that they're going to have to win if they want any chance of winning or yeah winning this division uh, and it starts with the ace on the mound with dylan cease one thing that concerns me about aaron savali is zero and three on the road so far this season with a 6.88 era i believe sorry six point four three era and i think this is a smash spot right rest advantage here for the chicago white Sox. they don't play on monday they're at home cleveland is traveling after playing five games in four days against the uh, minnesota twins now having to travel into chicago i think this is a good spot here for the chicago white Sox. i would be on the run line in this game as well with you malcolm 
Uh, Noah, team right? Yeah, it's team right for sure. Normally, I would say it's a retweet. I'm going to say, I'm going to quote tweet what Munaf said about this. I love the travel spot situation and the off day with the White Sox. That's bing bang right there. I want to add something about Savali. Savali is a, a he is one of the pitchers in the MLB that throws uh, an extreme amount of curveballs. So I did a little bit of more research into this game. The White Sox have the second best batting average on batted balls in play against curveballs in the MLB with a 287 batting average. That is why they've covered the run line so many times against Savali. They crush Savali. Um, and then third, huge series for the White Sox. If I know this, they know this. They need all three of these games yeah. to have the tiebreaker. If they lose one to Cleveland and they tie Cleveland at the end of the year when their records, Cleveland has the tiebreaker head-to-head against the White Sox for the season. So this White Sox team needs the sweep in order to have, like, if they don't, if they tie at the end of the year, they need the sweep to make sure they win the division. So I'm going to go and play some trumpets because we had a team ride here. I can't believe Excellent. losing on that trumpet thing. Yeah, we keep it going until people are very bored of it. Uh, yeah, top <laughs> top nerdy stuff there. Uh, no, I love that um, curveball info. Um, we will carry on with a 9.40 Eastern first pitch, our penultimate game here. Uh, Seattle Mariners at the Oakland Athletics. Luis Castillo uh, will go for Seattle. And JPCS uh, is on the hill for the Oakland Athletics. Lines are... Let me see. Seattle minus 211. Uh, Auckland plus 177. Um, total here is set at seven. Uh, Munaf, Seattle at Auckland. Yeah, Castillo takes a mound for the Seattle Mariners. Uh, seven and five on the season with a 2.68 ERA. On the road this season, four and four with a 2.57 ERA over his last five games. He's two and one with a 2.51 ERA. So he's going along pretty well. Did get in a little bit of trouble against the Chicago White Sox uh, in his uh, second-to-last start, um, where he did go five and two-thirds innings, allowed three earned runs. But other than that, he's been pretty solid for this uh, Seattle Mariners team. Surprisingly, he did get into trouble against the Oakland A's team back on August 21st in Oakland, where he get, did allow four earned runs and five innings pitched to the uh, Oakland A's, uh, and they lost that game, did the Mariners five to three. So a little bit of concern there. J.B. Sears has kind of fallen back down to earth uh, for this Oakland A's pitching staff, left-handed pitcher. He is 5-2 on the season with a 3.90 ERA, but over his last five starts, he's 1-2 with a 6.65 ERA. The um, Rangers got to him in his last start, uh, allowing five earned runs in four innings, and then prior to that against the White Sox, where the White Sox tagged him for six earned runs in just two innings pitched uh, in that game. So... (sighs) Gives me a little concern here that I think that I'm not sure if I can land on the Mariners side here, especially at a $2 favorite where Castillo has struggled a little bit. I feel like the over seven might be in play here. Um, I think that the Mariners can definitely get to uh, JP, uh, JP Sears uh, in this game where he's been struggling. And I think that, you know, Luis Castillo can give up a few on his own as well. So I like the over seven in this game. Um, between these two squads. And again, Mariners are going to be in a travel situation, not a huge one where they're going from uh, L.A. to take uh, to Oakland, but nonetheless still a travel situation for them there where the Oakland A's are coming off of a uh, day off. Um, yeah, well, I'll jump in there then, because I had the exact same pick, uh, the over seven. I think it's very much in play. I actually much prefer that to the first five over. Um, Castillo gave up four end runs at Oakland on the 21st of August. Uh, and JPC has just given up uh, runs to everybody every time he's pitched. So, um, yeah, the the full game over seven looked like um, the obvious thing to me, Noah. Yeah, you guys seem to have convinced me because I wasn't on the over going into this game. I wasn't really confident with a play in general. Uh, the, my favorite play would have been probably Mariners or like a Mariners run line. But you know what? I want to hear more trumpets. Like, Let's go with that. We're going with it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Moonaf refusing to dance is painfully one of my oh, favourite things I about was... this show at the moment. <laughs> Come on, Moonaf. I was getting Some... to the pictures for the next game. <laughs> don't, call, don't call you snake hips for nothing, Moonaf. I want to see you on your chair next time. Uh, finally, 9.40 Eastern first pitch, the St. Louis Cardinals at the San Diego Padres. Adam Wainwright for the St. Louis Cardinals. And Mike Clevenger is the pitcher of choice for the San Diego Padres. Uh, St. Louis a plus 109. The San Diego Padres a minus one twenty nine Tolia sets it seven and a half. Take it away, Noah. Last game on the card. St. Louis, our our, our Cardinals. They're twelve and six in their last eighteen games. Ten and four in their last fourteen road games. San Diego four and two in their last six. And both teams have cashed the under in their last five games. St. Louis, uh, <clears throat> they're starting Adam Wayne right here. 11 and 9. This is uh, the start after uh, the big one where he and Yadier Molina eclipsed the number of most starts by a, a single barrier pitcher catcher uh, yeah. combination. They're, uh, Wainwright's 11 and 9, 329 ERA, 300 or 300. Oh my God. 137 strikeouts, 47 walks, 178 innings pitched. In his last three starts, he has a 540 ERA. And then Mike Clevenger is going for the Padres here. Five and seven with a 447 ERA, 83 strikeouts, 32 walks, and 98.2 innings pitched. He's actually been even worse than Wayno in his last three starts with a 1050 ERA. Um, I am just looking at one more thing on my laptop prior to this uh, to fit my argument, but he is a 10.50 ERA, and I think this is a perfect spot here to fade the trends of the unders for both teams cashing in the last five. I think the total of seven and a half is a little bit too low. I, I like this over, and I think it's I think get in on it early. I think it's going to move to eight here. Looking at uh, how many people are on it right now, so. Uh, yeah, that one is one of my favorite plays of the day, the over seven and a half. Okay, Munaf. Yeah, Mike Levenger has really struggled uh, in his last five starts, to say the least, right? One in three with a 7.03 ERA over his last three games. He's allowed at least four earned runs in three straight starts, uh, and then at least uh, five earned runs in two out of the three. Now, two of those three starts were against the Dodgers, so I don't, I don't, I don't know how much we can take away from that, but... He's only one in three at home with a 3.52 ERA over there at Petco Park. But Adam Wainwright, um, 11 and nine on the season, 3.29 ERA. Last five games, the ERA is at 4.23. Did have an incredible start against the Padres earlier this season where he threw seven shutout innings and only allowed two hits to the San Diego Padres and 10 strikeouts in that game as well. But three out of his last four starts have produced nine or more runs uh, in those games. And again, in Two out of his last three starts, he's allowed at least four earned runs to the opposition in just five innings. So I think we might see runs early in this game between these two squads. Um, I like the first five innings over in this game. Let me see if there's a number posted on that yet or not. But um, I, I agree about what Noah said about the over in this game. I think seven and a half is a little conservative. I'm currently seeing a four with even money in the first five inning money line. I think both of these pitchers can at least like at that. least give up uh, two earned runs each. And I think at least uh, you can get a push, but I think that this gets over at least five uh, in the first five innings. Um, well, the bad news for you, boys, is that I completely agree with you. Um, oh, Adam boy. Wainwright is very consistent, um, but just a little bit below average, really. For, for, he's got a 4.31 row DRA, so he's going to chip in a few. Uh, Mike Clevenger's just really struggled lately. Um, I know the Padres have won three in a row, but I'm kind of out on them as well. So I had St. Louis written down a plus 109, sort of speculatively um, out of the two sides. Um, but as a main bet, they're over seven and a half. Um, at minus 105 as well, good price. Um, yeah, that looked like the obvious one to me. So, yeah, uh, third team ride of the day. No, well, let's see if we can get Moon off dancing. There he goes. Excellent. Well done. That's better. Enough. Yes. Bit more. Uh, more dad dancing. Uh, that's what this podcast needs. Um, okay. Uh, locks and dogs uh, to come ever so shortly when I've told you. Firstly, about the Elias Game Plan app, which for you football betters, uh, you know that Monday, Thursday, and Sunday, the best days every week, the Elias Game Plan app. Um, comes from the Elias Sports Bureau, the official statisticians of the US Pro Sports Leagues. Um, it's full of info and insights um, 
from the renowned research team that'll give you an edge um, in all your fantasy leagues and your bets. Uh, you'll get team player news and stats, head-to-head comparisons, uh, key insights, game analysis, and loads of new features coming online all the time as well with this. Um, so it really will elevate your NFL season. Um, the Elias Game Plan app, that's E-L-I-A-S. Uh, we've got a special offer as well, 15% off your annual subscription if you use our promo code SGPN15. So that's the Elias Game Plan um, sports betting in the App Store or Play Store. Use the promo code SGPN15. And run your pool. Um, VIP, brand new subscription service that Run Your Pool have added, helps you get an extra edge against the books, plus exclusive access to real money pools. Uh, week one and week two pools guaranteed $5,000 payouts, um, and you've got season-long pools with a $100,000 payout. Too. Uh, premium content, like in-depth guides for how to dominate your pools. Uh, use the code SGPNVIP. Um, runyourpool.com slash VIP. Get 50% off your first month of Run Your Pool VIP. That's SGPNVIP at runyourpool.com slash VIP. Uh, reading that has just reminded me that I forgot to enter uh, Survivor 2.0, Moon. I've been uh, going tits up in Survivor 1.0 last week. Um, I forgot to enter your Survivor. So I probably saved myself a fortune um, having been chopped out of that guillotine league yesterday. OK, boys, uh, locks, dogs and totals. We will go to the youngster first. Noah, what have you got? Real simple, hand- simple handicaps for me uh, this week with my lock and my dog. My lock's going to come in the last game that we hit on. At San Diego and St. Louis. We're going with the over because Wayne Wright in his last three starts, 540 ERA. Clevenger in his last three starts, 1050 ERA. This is a perfect spot uh, for both offenses to just kind of just slaughter the starting pitching. Uh, I like the first five over four that Munaf gave out as well. And then for my dog, going to the first game that started off this little trumpet stretch we had. And that is the Minnesota Twins are going to lose to the Kansas City Royals. Uh, Granky, he is the face of the franchise when we're talking about uh, backing pitchers that are good at home. He has a 199 ERA at home. And yeah, the face of the franchise against guys that are, we fade when they're on the road. And that's Dylan Bundy with a terrible 535 ERA. Guys, uh, it's just a real simple handicap. We're watching the Twins crash and burn, so we're going with the Royals' money line. Trumpet stretch is a nice phrase, Noah. Uh, I think there's a lot more legs we could we could use in there. I enjoyed that. Well done. Uh, Moonaf, what have you got? Yeah, I'll keep it simple. Uh, Royals dog for me as well. I think this is a absolutely smash spot. Um, you know, we, we discussed it at length in Right now, what is the motivation for Minnesota after losing four out of the five games, right? Now you're in a travel situation. Seven of eight, too. Yeah, so, I mean, it's probably a deflated bunch. Now you're going over to uh, Kansas City, take on the Royals. Grinky, we talked about it. Pitch out on a f- uh, back at home, paid on the road. Give me the plus 120 with Noah there as well. Um, for my lock, I'm going to go with the Blue Jays. Uh, I like what I've seen from Ross Stripling. I th- think that the offense is slightly better than the Phillies offense right now. Uh, I think I have a better pitcher on the mound here as well in this, at least between Gibson and Ross Stripling. Um, not only overall in season, but also uh, in recent form as well. So I think that you know the Blue Jays can get it done uh, in this game. So um, I think I said I like the first five innings money line for the uh, Toronto Blue Jays. I'm going to stick with that. Um, give me the Blue Jays first five inning money line. And then for my dog, like I mentioned, uh, and like Noah mentioned, Royals money line against the Twins. Okay. Um, good name for a racehorse, Trumpet Stretch. Uh, my picks are exactly the same as um, uh, Noah's, unfortunately. Uh, double lock, double dog. I've got the over seven and a half um, in St. Louis. Had a couple of dogs to choose from as well. I think Milwaukee will be a dog. I've got the Houston Astros as a dog. Um, I've got my first five play on Washington, Patrick Corbin. Um, but this uh, Kansas City one looks like um, looks like an absolute giveaway. So, yeah, that's what I'm going to come down as. Um, I will take um, over in St. Louis at San Diego, and I'm going to take Kansas City to turn over a broken-looking Minnesota Twins team tomorrow. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is that. Oh, sorry, it's nearly that. We're going to have more dance. There we go, Moonaf. 
the most reluctant dancer I've ever seen. Um, so thank you very much, boys. Run horse after the trumpet stretch. Trumpet stretch, absolutely. I'm going to go out and squander some money right now. <laughs> and say no points out that that mean might, might mean something else in oh, the dictionary <laughs> yeah whatever you do don't google trumpet stretch I wouldn't just be very careful no one's in the room uh, if you're going to google trumpet stretch um, <laughs> yeah that's funny uh, cheers Moonaf that was fun cheers uh, Noah uh, good work put in there thanks everyone for joining uh, Gabe on debut uh, well done uh, in seeing everybody else and thanks everyone who's uh who's listened to the show. Like I say, we're going to concentrate on these playoff races um, between now and the end of September uh, and then get stuck into the uh, to the playoffs themselves when the time comes around. So good luck with all your bets. Um, plenty to get your teeth into tomorrow. Uh, thanks for joining us. Until then, we will see you down the road. Cheers. Cheers.